What's up, world? Welcome to a new episode of the Brandon News Show, Wrestling Life Rate and Review Show, WWE Money in the Bank. <clears throat> show just went off. Man, oh man, oh man, oh man, oh man. <laughs> Woo, that shit was crazy. Uh, but like always, man, Brandon News Show on all audio podcast platforms everywhere. I'm going to go listen to it. I hope you guys enjoy all the episodes I've had out. Also, um, Brandon News Show on YouTube channel, Brandon News Show. Uh, also on... Uh, on uh, social media platforms, Brandon Janus Show, Instagram, and TikTok is Brandon Janus Show. Woo, that paper review was crazy. <laughs> oh, should I say, the Prime Live event was crazy. Uh, man, that was that was a hell of a pay-per-view, man. Um, yeah, man. Um, like I said, this is the Rate and Review Show. Uh, this is where I rate and review all of my episodes, all of the matches. And I rate them. I reviewed all the matches, and I rate them. Um, I'm gonna just say it like this disclaimer. I didn't get a chance to really watch set and fin. I had to go do something, but uh, so that might come off. I might drop the rate against that the status. I didn't really see a lot of it uh, down a little bit, but um, but every other match I pretty much watched in full. So um, yeah, man, that was crazy. But uh, let's get into it. As like I said, rate review show. So I I ranked this from lead my least favorite match to my most favorite match. Uh, and that's kind of how this goes. So, let's get into it. Uh, excuse me. And also, if I have a lot of five-star matches, then I would actually uh, rank. If I got some five-stars, because that's where I go from one to five. And I barely give people ones, but it, it, one's got to be like, it just was never a fucking match. They beat the hell out the person. It didn't even make any sense to have to talk about it. Um, but, yeah, that's the ranking. One star to five stars on here. Um and uh, I got three five-star matches so on here. So uh, I will go from my least favorite five-star match to my most favorite. Not to say they're, you know, any shocker because they're five fucking star matches. But to me, just what I felt when I was watching them. So <clears throat> let's get into it. Uh, let's get into it. So my least favorite match on the card, um, I'm going to say... Well, nah, because I'm gonna I'm actually say because of of uh, the ending, I'm gonna give it a little bit more of a bump up. But uh, at least favorite match on the card is going to start off with Dominic Mysterio versus Cody Rhodes. I gave that a three and a half star match. Um, yeah, three and a half stars. I just uh, this match was 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 uh, decent. It was what uh, Dominic pretty much was running for the beginning of this match, doing cheap shots like he usually would. Um, but everything changed when Cody finally took the cast off and showed him, like, I don't have a broken arm, motherfucker. I can really whoop your ass if I really want to. And that's exactly what he did. Exactly what he did. He 100% uh, beat uh, Dominic Mysterio down pretty much in most of his match. Um, and on top of that... Uh, Real got involved. Of course, Real was going to get involved. That's kind of obvious. Real was going to get involved in this match. Um, I think a lot of people thought this would be the match where Brock Lesnar came back and kind of kind of cheated Cody out of the match. But he didn't come back. And I think that's kind of what also kind of like, I I would say kind of hurt the match. Because if it was like, if Brock came back, then we have an angle of why Dominic won. But I think, I always felt like Cody was going to win and then Brock was going to come back. Uh, which, you know, I, that's what I thought. I thought Cody would win the match, then Brock comes back. 
I never thought Dominic was going to really beat Cody. That's why I never just I never really bought into that propaganda of Dominic's gonna beat Cody. Brock was probably gonna come back after the match. Um, but he didn't. Uh and I don't know if now I don't well, you got a month to really build it. But I don't know when Brock is coming back. Like that's kinda now like the conversation is like when the fuck is Brock coming back? Is he coming back? Because if he's not gonna be in the SummerSlam program with Cody, what the fuck does Cody do now? So it's just kind of like a very interesting situation. I don't know uh, what's going to happen with that. But, yeah, I gave this three and a half stars. Um, like I said, uh, it was decent. It wasn't – It wasn't. I know people are going to be like three and a half stars. You didn't like it that much? I, I, it, was, it was decent. It was decent. Uh, thought it was really cool. Not really anything to, you know, sink your teeth into. But, uh, yeah, it was what I expected. Dominic Mysterio was going to run around, try to keep – himself from getting hit by Cody. Rio's going to get in, help Dom get some offense in, but that was pretty much it. Um, so, yeah. Uh, so, I get that three and a half stars. Now, um, I got, like, three matches, all four stars, technically. I actually gave one a four and a half because of the ending of the entire segment. Also, I put that into place. So, I'll probably keep that at four and a half stars, but um. Uh, okay, so I say Ronda Ronda Rousey and Shane Shayna Baszler versus Liv Morgan and Raquel Rodriguez for a women's tag team championship match. I gave it four stars. Um, the match into itself is kind of like a three. It's like a three, but the the turn that nobody saw coming is why it's four. <laughs> like it's a fucking four. Uh, yeah, it's a it's got a whole star off that turn because nobody saw it coming. Let's be real, like nobody saw Shayna turning on Ronda tonight. Like nobody saw Shayna turning on Ronda. Maybe Ronda turning on Shayna, but not Shayna turning on Ronda. That was pretty fucking shocking. Uh, all in all, man, the match was actually good. It was it was decent. They pretty much trying to keep Liv, trying to keep Liv from getting. Her injured arm, in, well, stumped on and pretty much took it out of. But then, it, and when they finally got to it, it was kind of like, I, right. um, I don't know what the title, the tag team title runs gonna be looking like now with Raquel Rodriguez and Liv Margaret. Now that Ron and Shanna play pretty much out the, out the, out the, uh, out the conversation, um, which is gonna be pretty interesting to say the least because now, does Ronda and Shanna fight at SummerSlam? which now prompts into the conversation of who the fuck fights uh, Rhea Ripley? Like, who fights Rhea? This makes no sense now. Now, if Shayna's going to fight Rhea, sign me the fuck up. Like, I would watch that. Ronda versus Rhea? Fuck no. Keep that match. I won't watch it. Rhea versus Shayna? I would watch that. Rhea Ripley versus Shayna Brazler? Give me that match. I would take that match. Give me that match. But that's what you're going to do with SummerSlam? 100% make that the match. I am 100% so. All in all, that match was decent. It was cool. I don't know what you do with the Liv Market, Raquel Rodriguez. I, they don't have enough, enough, enough women tag teams except you. And this is what I always felt. Rhea and Shayna was never going to go to NXT. And I think that that's what this now opens up is Liv Market and Raquel could go to NXT and fight on NXT. They can be all three grand, all three brands, women's tag team champions, and I think that's what this kind of more so leans towards than just having Ronda and Shayna have the belts 
with no fucking payoff other than you just got the titles because your names. It's like, nah, nah. Like I said, I don't want to see Ronda. Ver- now I'm, I'm now I'm hyping myself up to see Rhea versus Shayna. That is that'd be a fucking incredible world because Shayna just turned on Ronda. That's a massive heel shit, but also a massive pop when she did it. That right there shows you like. And then of course, if you know Rhea and Shayna history in NXT. I watched the first time they fought for the NXT Women's Championship. Rhea beat Shayna and took the belt from her, broke her, her record. Shane, this Shayna versus this Rhea? Oh, hell yeah. Sign me the fuck up. I gave it four stars, though, you know, just over that. Um, My other four-star match, uh, Seth Rollins versus Finn Balor for the World Heavyweight Championship. Like I said, I didn't get a chance to see the beginning of this match, so I kind of caught it at the back end of it. Um, that's why I gave it four stars. Uh, I really gave it four and a half, but I give it four stars. Um, they pretty much sowed the deception of, of the breakup of, of the Judgment Day more and more. Um, but the question is, like, who does Rhea and Damien side with? Like who does I mean Rhea and uh, Dominic side with because that's really what it's gonna come down to. Do you side with the original member that you was with, and do you side if you're Rhea, you kind of got in there with Damien, and you and Damien been together pretty much from the from the fucking get go with Edge, and then y'all bought Finn in, and the, the the reason why Judgment Day works is because there really isn't a leader. Sometimes it's Finn, sometimes it's Damien, Damien, sometimes it's Rhea. But this will 100% now immediately show who's the leader of this group when they do break up. Other than that, man, uh, the back end of this match, like I said, I caught the back end. Um, it's set this Finn. I don't expect this match to be bad at all. Uh, the back end of it, like I caught, um, Finn pretty much was working on sets, ribs for most of the match, which he should have. Um, uh, they got they had like a little to no heat for this match, which is crazy because the crowd was crazy the entire fucking show. But I think it was just because it was like a technical match. It's like there probably wasn't going to be a lot of heat. With a lot of these other matches, you either had somebody sh- just pop up and just take somebody out or Shane and Ronda where Shane turns on a partner. So it was just like – and then it's ladders. It's tables. Like you can create another element. And I don't – as much as the storyline was starting to build, I think it's not over. I think they're going to fight at SummerSlam. I think that's really where the match is going to really hit his apex. This rivalry is going to really hit his apex because Finn is 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 now in his mindset that I have to be set. And why not have it at the place where he literally took you out? So I don't think this match. That's why I wasn't I wasn't hyped as much for this match. I mean, it's Seth Rollins and it's Finn Balor. I, I I respect both of those guys. Seth is literally one of my favorite wrestlers. Finn, when he was in NXT, was the best man. He got to the main roster, and that injury, I think that injury did fuck him up with his push, because when he came back, he never was the same Finn, and it's just, and now he's starting to get back to that, so I think it's a good thing, uh, but now that, that you know, Damien has the briefcase, we shall see how that looks, because as long as Damien has that briefcase, and this is why it's also, I gave it an extra star, because they sold decep- deception of Judgment Day, um, pretty much, uh, because now... Finn caused Damien a couple weeks ago when he came out and Damien told him not to. And it cost him the title. Now that Damien has the money in a big briefcase and he comes out and he sits at ringside 
and he's waiting for whoever wins. And now it kind of sows the deception. Fan gets out the ring after the match and says, I'm like, yo, what are you doing? What are, why are you out here? So it tells you right there and there, like, that's coming soon. Mother four and a half star match um, is Gunta versus Matt Riddle for the Intercontinental Championship. Now, a lot of people probably wouldn't have this high, this high up. Um, but for what it was, for the little time they had, it was actually really good. It was actually a really good match. It was a Gunta match. Gunta doesn't put on bullshit. Like, I've not seen a Gunta match since Triple H, Triple H slash Vince has kind of took it over. Gunta's not had a bad bullshit match. His matches on Raw or his matches at Prom Live events. It does not get any better than the Gunther match. Matt Riddle can go in the ring. He can do some things. Um, I wish he didn't have the injury element <laughs> in this match, but the ending kind of would have had no real understanding if he didn't have that foot injury. Um, so I actually do think it was, a, it was a good idea to have them to, you know, have that angle. Um, uh, Gunther, of course, won. Uh, but Drew McIntyre did come back, so that's a very big thing, and clearly it's now going to be Drew McIntyre versus Gunther at SummerSlam, and Drew's pretty much probably going to take the title from Gunther, which is, like, that's cool to me. I mean, you know, as Gunther has made himself a made man with this title run, but here's the thing. When he loses the title, he's only, only gonna, he's only going to elevate. Whereas for like, uh, I hate to say this, but I have to always bring him up, but because he's the co kind of champ, I guess, mid card champ. But for Austin Theory, like if Austin Theory loses the title, it makes sense. Like if he loses the title because he doesn't make the U.S. Championship relevant, he doesn't. Everybody can sit here. I know people love this dude. For what reason? I do not know. He has nothing in the ring. He can go in the ring, but he does. Ha- he has nothing. He has no personality out of it. Nothing. He gets cooked every time he does a promo with somebody a little bit more established. He cannot go in the ring. I just don't have it. I think he's going to be Sheamus Friday night for the title. But me personally, I would put him against LA Knight and have LA Knight beat his ass and take the title from him at SummerSlam. That's what I would do. I would have LA Knight beat Austin Theory because that title needs somebody with prestige and pushing that title with the same type of energy that the Intercontinental Championship is pushing. You don't get that with the U.S. champion. You just don't. Also, there is just to do with the title. He's really just to do with the title. Whereas for Gunther, Gunther has had like three, four, five fucking prime live event matches. Matches. Like, I mean, what? He didn't have a match at Backlash. That was it. But Night of Champions, he made Mustafa Ali look better in the ring than anybody has in the last couple of years. And then you actually put into perspective of this match, and like I said on Monday Night Raw, this man has put out bangers for Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn and back-to-back times he's been in the ring with them. This man could go. Like, I'm not about to say it. And now he's about to fight Drew at, at, at SummerSlam. I hope it opens up the show because that shit will be solidified as one of the best matches of the night. I pretty much know it. Um, but yeah, I gave it four and a half stars. Um, three and a half, really, but extra, uh, Star to four and a half because of the Drew returning. Um, now let's get into it. I got three five star matches. Three five star matches. <laughs> um, 
both two of the five, two out of three five star matches, are, of course, are the Money in the Bank matches. Um, and the other one is the main event, which was the Usos versus the Bloodline. So who gets the lesser? I hate to say it like that, but who gets the lesser? And that my least favorite five star match, I guess if you had to put it like that, was the Women's Money in the Bank ladder match. Um, the Women's Money in the Bank ladder match. Not saying I didn't like this match. I love this match. This match was actually good. It got better at the end, which is, you know, incredible. Shout out to all six of those women. They all felt like they had a chance because, let's be real, we didn't know who the fuck could win this match. I mean, it was like EO Sky, but, yeah, Becky could win it too. But, like, it it, it just was a crazy thought process in, in this whole situation. I love the fact that they let Selena Vega really actually show up and show out. They let Zoe Stark do Zoe Stark. Trish was Trish. Bailey was Bailey, like, they let all these women shine, and that was a good fucking thing, um, yeah, I have no complaints about this match at all, uh, it just, it just wasn't the same as the men's Money in the Bank ladder match, um, but the ending was, was, was really cool, we got the right winner in the women's, I would say that, um, EO Sky handcuffing Becky to Bailey, and having them kind of just stay there in the middle of the, of the ladder, like, what the fuck, um, that was really cool, that was a, that was a pretty cool thing, the spot that Selena Vega did with Zoe Stark was crazy, um, you just don't see women, well, every, every so often in money, women's money in the back, you see it, but this match was really different, it was, it was unique, it was good, it gave all, like I said, all these women a chance that looked like they could really win this match, it wasn't, it didn't feel like Selena Vega, who pretty much we felt like probably didn't have a chance, other Zoe Stark, they really didn't have a chance, it never felt like they just didn't have a chance. Like, they had a chance. And I think that was a good thing about this match. I loved this match. I thought it was a really good fucking match. It got better at the end, though. Definitely. Uh, which goes into the men's Money in the Bank ladder match. And it's my second favorite match of the night. Like I said, we got one that we all expected to win the Money in the Bank. We didn't get two, but we got one. Which I'm not too bad at Damian Priest winning the Money in the Bank briefcase. I am not mad at that at all. I kind of saw it coming. Um, I, I This is what I feel. Now, if you follow me on social media, you know I've been posting LA Nights win Money in the Bank. But that's when my fandom kicks in. My fandom is like, man, this man is so fucking over. How about you just give him the fucking briefcase? But let's be logical here. Who the fuck is LA Knight beating? He's not pinning Roman. He's not pinning Seth. Who is he beating? Damian Priest is literally in a storyline already with the Judgment Day with Seth Rollins. He already lost to Seth. Finn's trying to beat Seth. That creates the deception in the Judgment Day, like I said earlier. That creates the deception in the Judgment Day. You need a reason to continue to have deception in the Judgment Day. Now, Finn is going to probably get another chance at Seth at SummerSlam. But Damian Priest does have this briefcase. What happens? And it, 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 it creates the deception. Damian Priest throwing it out there that, you know, I could go at anybody. I could, I could really be anybody. I could take anybody's belt if I feel like it. You're not going to go at any other any person but Seth Rollins. That's pretty much what the way this is going to look. Would I would love to see Damian Priest versus Gunther? Hell yeah. I would love to see Damian Priest versus Gunther. But what if Damian Priest jumps Finn and say, I want Seth again, one-on-one. I'm cashing in my money in the bank at SummerSlam, and nobody else is there allowed to come out and try to help me. What does that do? 
what if Finn and Seth have a great match and they beat the living hell out of each other? And then Damian Priest walks down. This time he does cash in. What happens? And he pins Finn. What happens? All in all, this Money in the Bank briefcase match was incredible. It opened the night. Um, everybody got their spots. Everybody. I, WWE some assholes. I'll tell you this because they knew we love LA Knight and they did everything in their power to make us feel like he's about to fucking win. And as soon as he's about to fucking win, here comes Damian Priest to broken arrow his ass off the ladder. I'm like, you son of a bitch. That's what happened, man. I I, I thought the match was incredible. Logan Paul did what he was supposed to do. He did a move on uh, Damian Priest. He did a frog splash onto the ladder. Damian Priest is on the ladder. He frog splashed onto him. And the crowd was like, ooh, that was good. But then they were still like, you still suck. You still suck. You still suck. <laughs> like, ah, damn. Still can't wait for fucking losing. Um, the spot him and Ricochet did. I think LA Knight kind of, I think they were supposed to fall over, but they just didn't. So Ricochet improvised and just fucking Spanish fly this nigga out the fucking ring. Onto two tables. That shit was crazy. Oh, my God. I don't have that nigga that that shit was nuts. Just he fucking like Dayton was like stuck in, in Ricochet got him and just fucking spent his fly his ass out the ring. I was like, God damn. That was the coolest spot. That in the Raw Rumble one, that those two spots are like probably top notch greatness between those two, man. Uh I wouldn't mind seeing them two fight. I really fucking wouldn't. Um Yeah, man. All in all, I think like I said, I would love to see LA Knight beat Austin Theory and take the US championship. I think that would be the perfect person. LA Knight just needs a title. I don't think he was ready to be the man to beat Roman Arsett. Damian Priest, like I said, has had incredible showings the last couple of match year, uh, last couple of months. Judgment Day is such a high morale. They love Judgment Day so much. They want to continue to push that. And as far as I'm concerned, I get it. I totally understand why they want to continue to push uh, Damian Priest and Judgment Day. Uh... So, Damian Priest went in, and this is also the old WWE morale where it's like, had a motherfucker lose pretty much all these other matches and then just have him win the money in the briefcase. I don't know why they do it, but they do it. I, it sound, it's so stupid. It's so dumb. By the way, this is the first time that money in the bank that nobody cashed in. Tells you a lot. No, no man or woman cashed in money in the bank. Well, they didn't really have any women's matches. No, it's women's title matches on this one. But Damian Priest had a chance to cash in on set, of course, like I said. And, of course, Roman Reigns at the end. He could have just walked down there and cashed in on Roman. But, um, but he didn't. But, yeah, I thought that, that man's Money in the Bank ladder match was really good. Some really great spots in both Money in the Bank uh, ladder matches, men and women. Which brings me to the the best match of the night. I feel like I get these motherfuckers the, the, the best match of the night every fucking time I got to do this shit. Because they really do have the best fucking match. It's crazy. The Usos versus the Bloodline, the Civil War kicked off, and it is my favorite match of the night. Roman finally loses. And I don't mean like he lost it because Solo lost. No, he got pinned. And you finally saw for the first time. Well, you see it, but this is the first time Roman realized, holy shit, like I can't beat these dudes. And there's nobody to help me but Solo. But Solo, though, was kind of the one that was kind of getting Roman in these, ma- these moments. Like, 
Like, man, get the fuck up. Let's go. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> like, let's keep this going. What are you doing? And Roman's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Shit. <laughs> when these motherfuckers, when, when, when they grab Jake and Solo and Roman, Solo spiked him and Roman speared him. And he, they stacked Jimmy and Jay up. You would think that was it. And they kicked out. And Roman's fit, whole mind, like, just like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> just sitting there like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Roman said, what do I do? What do I do? It was like, it was like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. He literally didn't know what to do. He literally was just like, oh, my God. I like the callbacks in this match, too. Incredible callbacks. How it all started. How the story, how the bloodline started. How the storyline started, Jimmy and Roman, Jay and Roman, but Jimmy too. Jimmy was 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 the force, the reason why. Uh, what Jimmy threw in a towel to keep Jay from getting his ass whooped by Roman at Night of Champions, but how did he get there? Roman low blows Jay after he does the splash on the top rope. He low blows him and then he puts him in a guillotine, guillotine, and Jimmy comes out and he throws in a towel, going to hell in a cell. Uh, Roman and and, and and Jay, he does it again. He puts him in. A, he puts Jimmy in the guillotine now, and that's what makes Jay quit and form and fall in line. So what happens in this match? Jimmy goes for a splash. Roman catches him, puts him in the guillotine, and the fact that Jay doesn't tap out. J- I mean, Jimmy doesn't tap out. That tells you a lot. And then to end the match, <laughs> Roman's pinning Jay, and what happens? He low blows him as he kicking out. Bow! And Jay, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> and it's just like, whoa. And it's the callbacks was great. And then who pins him? Jay. Now, here's the thing. I know people are going to run out here and scream, Jay should get the match. Jay should beat Roman. Jay should be good. He gets the number one. What I think they should do at SummerSlam is do this all over again. Have the Usos versus Roman and Solo. This time for Tribal Chief and for the Undisputed Universal Championship. Now, usually I don't like multi-person, multi-person like tag team matches for one fucking belt, but this kind of leans into that situation. If any of the Usos beat Roman or Solo, they are not a champion in the Tribal Chief. But this is where I feel like this gets interesting. If Solo and Roman beats one of them, beats them, Roman still stays champion. He stays tribal chief. But what if Solo pins Jay and not – what if Solo pins Jimmy or Jay? You don't think Solo's down, like, looking at Roman like, I should be a tribal chief. And I should be undisputed universal champion. I'd be both of these niggas by myself. Which, by the way, is starting to kind of sort of deception here. You're starting to see Solo kind of now be like, yo, I'm kind of I – could, I could do this. He was getting Roman right in this match, not Roman getting him right. So it tells you right then and there, like, that is what the, the angle is going to be. I don't think Jay should fight Roman at SummerSlam. I just don't. I don't think I want to see Jay versus Roman again. I think they should run this back, but I think it should be for the title. And I think it should be for the, the crown of tribal chief. And I think it should be that. And I think it would – because now Roman lost. You don't think Solo's not looking at Roman a little differently? You don't have that much power like you think you do. You don't have that aura, that mystique like you thought you did. 
And if I don't go through the table, we win. So, I'm just saying. All in all, Money in the Bank was great. It was a really great pay-per-view. Even the, bad, the matches, I really wasn't feeling like that. It was, it was, well, I can't even say I wasn't feeling any of these matches because they all had different endings and different ways of telling stories, which is really good. So, all in all, it was really good, man. Um, I will be doing a life and wrestling life, uh, Money in the Bank uh, post show, probably tomorrow. Um, and I might do the NXT. I've been watching NXT a little bit more now. Uh, last couple of weeks, I might do an NXT when they got a pay-per-view coming up at the end of July, July 30th to be exact. So I might do one on NXT. But until then, uh, next time I do Wrestling Life Rating Review Show, it will be SummerSlam. That will be August 5th. So that will be the next Rating Review Show. Until then, I've been Brandon, I'm Brandon Janu. This has been Wrestling Life Money in the Bank Rating Review Show. Peace.